Hello all, this is Blind Hair Girl. It's the middle of the night before tomorrow. It is my mom's memorial services. Um, well, well, some of them. <laughs> um, and so I'm waking up like I normally do. And I wanted to, um, share some like really interesting <laughs> so my dad um my dad it turns out like I just can't even believe how smart my dad was I mean I knew he was smart but it just blows my mind um both my parents you know like my mom's home is like a time capsule. <laughs> I mean, she just kept everything. And I got a hold of like these, we got a hold of all of this stuff. And some of the things were these letters. These actual love letters, like love letters of my parents before they got married. I mean, because back then, um, I'm guessing even tele, even, even like I'm having this vision of telephones back then. If they were even more primitive than they were when I was young, which when I was young, you know, your telephone cord, you had to stay by your phone. You, you didn't have this thing where you could walk around the house. There was no such thing as cell phones, you know, so they wrote a lot more letters back then. And, and, um, and so my, my mom was, um, they were incredibly romantic. It's like blowing my mind. I just had no idea. Um, and apparently very much in love. I think, I think the practicalities of life are just, that happened to people, just the practicalities, the, you know, the having children, the struggles of, of making ends meet and all of this, um, takes a toll on even the most in love couples that <laughs> there are. Um, but anyway, I mean, my view of my parents' marriage is is much different than their view, of course. But and my mother, it's very interesting. My mother was was as the years went on after my dad passed away, my mother became more and more sad about his passing because she realized more and more what a treasure she had in my dad. Um, my mom my mom ended up going on to uh she ended up taking up with this guy that they knew together like prior to like they when they were young they played cards and they followed each other like this couple friends um and and she and he ended up getting with my mom, and then they were together for sixteen years after but I'm telling you, my mom, while I guess committed to that relationship, 
um, she like she couldn't even talk about my dad without just crying because I called that guy Tarzan and I don't call him that for no reason. He was he was a heathen compared to my dad. You know, and there's nothing wrong with a heathen. It's just I'm not entirely sure why you went after my Roman Catholic mother. You know, and I remember having this resentment, and, and it's really weird. It's like I don't really care at this point because both of them, all of them have passed on. But I I, I didn't realize until like even cleaning up her house just how much I kind of disliked the second guy because he like in some ways he kind of took care of my mom but he he didn't he was kind of just a heathen and so but anyway so my mom so I'm going through all of this stuff and I I really want to stay on my mom my mom and dad I don't know why I went off on that tangent Um, But just to say that as the years went on, my mom missed my dad very much because my dad was like saintly. He was very stable. He was very honest. He was very present. Um, he, He was predictable. And, and his intentionality was good. I may not always be perfect, but he always intended goodness. He was a really loving individual. Extremely loving. <gasps> so anyway, so as we're going through this time capsule, my sister just keeps handing me stuff. She just keeps handing me more and more things, and I'm I'm taking them. And I drove home back to my place yesterday with my car entirely stuffed with stuff um books i i got <laughs> i'm trying to remember the name of them um uh, it's like the great books of the western world or something and i'm looking through them and i mean it has like like freud and descartes and and um and Plato and I mean like all of the greats in in history maybe it's I was so taken back I can't even like and I'm sure there are more it was like volumes one through 54 and I'm just like oh my god you know and they're and they're oh do you do you, do you want any more of these and I'm like no I was like when you have this you don't need anything else in life (laughs) I don't even know I'm gonna get through these but anyway and then my dad's thesis so my dad had um, uh, his BA in math my dad was a computer programmer back when like um, computers were the size of a room um, and he told me that one of these days you're going to have, you know, a basically a, com- you know, a phone on your, on your wrist. It's going to be a watch. And I'm like, oh, dad, you're crazy, you know, <laughs> but he wasn't crazy. He was spot on. 
And he, um, but anyway, and then he went on to get his master's degree. And he did all this before I was born. So my dad was working on his master's degree between my sister and I. I'm the youngest of three sisters uh, by a lot of years. Like my, my oldest sister is like nine and a half years older than me. And then my middle sister is five and a half years older than me. And so by the time I was like 13 years old, maybe even, I think I was like 13 years old, I was like, my, my sisters were moved out. So I was like an only child for many years. Um, and, and anyway, so, <laughs> so my sister's like handing me all this stuff. And then she hands me my dad's thesis for his master's degree. And this is just also very strange. My my niece who passed my niece passed away, one of my nieces, in two thousand twelve, very suddenly in a motorcycle accident. But the Christmas before that, she had redone my dad's thesis in a book form. And and I I had gone to read it three years ago, and I understand it, um, n- not for the reasons that most people would understand it. I understand it because I I had a shift in perception that summer that allowed me to experience what my dad's thesis was talking about. <laughs> Okay, so it's kind of like, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it exactly, except that I, I understood that space was not what we thought it was, or what I thought it was before, time was not what I thought it was before. And as it turns out, my dad, there was, it was space, time and matter. My dad had my dad had had done a paper on space, time, and matter, but he ended up doing his original thesis on just time and space. And so I got to thinking about that. I'm like, why would he leave off matter? And I haven't had a chance to read any of this because as you can imagine, I'm still really kind of in the thick of everything. I mean, nothing, I mean, uh, tomorrow's my mom's funeral mass and then a reception and then the next day is my mom's burial. And so I, I'm still like in the thick of everything. I'm, I'm like, I haven't had a chance to do a thing except for what I'm, what the, what's right in front of me. But I ended up, um, I ended up, Uh, like wondering, still wondering, like about the fact that he he took off matter, and there's a couple of things that I got to thinking about. Like maybe he ran out of time. Maybe he had a time constraint, and he knew he couldn't cover it. 
um, in this paper. Um, or maybe he, maybe he had um, a professor, like somebody read his paper that was time, space, and matter, and he, they, he, they found more cracks in the matter part. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why, but isn't that just bizarre that he left off matter? And so I got to talking to my sister about this. Where my, 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 when I, I can't talk to people about this stuff generally because they look at me like I'm a Martian. It's like they don't understand what I'm talking about. And I don't say that in a mean way because I didn't understand what this was about either. I could not have read my dad's thesis until and had any understanding of it until I read it with understanding. And so, like, because I had this shift in my perception three years ago, and I could understand it on an experiential level. So I tend to be very experiential in my practices. And in fact, I have a really hard time reading about anything that I have not experienced. <laughs> oh my God. It's just like, I have so much going on in my brain right now. So I get a lot of information. I'm, I'm going to come back to this, but I want to say something right now. Um, so um, I had gotten something recently. I get little snippets from all kinds of different people that I would say I learn from or that I, that influence me. Like, so I guess influencers that are actually influencing me. And I would say Dr. Dispenza would be one of those people. And recently I heard he had written or he had said, I heard him say this. He said, it's not cause and effect, it's causing an effect. Okay, so the switch between cause and effect and causing an effect. Okay, and this all has to do with matter. Okay, so, so, so matter is just a weird thing. It's just really bizarre. So... I know that I've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again. <laughs> For those of you who are interested. Okay, so, so um, I had learned, and they have done experiments, experiments on this, and they've done experiments on matter as well. So they're getting closer and closer and closer because somehow I have been so lucky to get on these certain, on these certain um, Instagram, like um, people, I don't know what you call it, Instagram, like anyway, these scientific ones. And so I get a lot of information that I find really pertinent to myself and my work. And they are starting to show that this is happening with that just sound. Not just sound, but matter. Okay, so if a tree falls in a forest, it does not make a sound unless there is a receptor. It will put out the waves, but there is no sound unless there is a receptor to 
that it will be able to take in those waves and it transfer to to somebody hearing it, the sound. Okay, so it is said that this is the same with our with vision, with matter. That matter, um, that they found like particles will decay. They call it decaying if there is no observer to see them. Okay, so, so the reason why Dr. Dispenza's statement from cause to effect to causing to effect is because we think in in the the paradigm of cause and effect okay so so we we roll this ball so say we roll a ball and then it it goes away from us <laughs> This is a really bad analogy. Okay, let me think of something else. Um, so basically, the whole premise of my work, of everything that I do at this point, is in the experiment of my life of causing an effect. So my life has become exactly that statement. That is a statement by Dr. Joe Dispenza, okay? And he said, we are causing an effect. Okay, so my whole, my whole life right now is an experiment on how to change my life or change things, or like turn thoughts into things. So I'm practicing this, what they call this law of attraction. Now we are all doing it, whether we know it or not. We're all doing this because it's what we do. It's what we do. It's what, like, it's what life is about. (laughs) And so, and so, but a lot of us are doing it on default, but I happen to understand that I am creating this. And sometimes I don't understand why I'm creating something, but I'm creating something. And so, and so I have been attempting to see through the power of my intention and one of the things that ha- has, you know, one area of my life has changed dramatically in the last two weeks. <laughs> one area of my life has just completely changed. Something that I have put an intention out um, for three years now. Um, and it started to change, started to change. It's sort of like, and I use this, this analogy that I like, it's like a train. And so, you know, a train just starts to go in direction and it's just kind of slow, you know what I mean? And at first it just hardly moves, but then you get a little bit of forward momentum and then you have to add a little bit more you know, I don't know, I don't know how a train works, but then, I don't know, and then it starts going, and then, 
And then, and then momentum starts pushing it forward. And then it's just going in that direction. Okay, so three years ago, I put, started putting out this intention having to do with one area of my life. And, and, and I did start to kind of move in a better direction. So my life was improving. Okay, my life was was steadily improving. And it's like, so I'm trudging along, trudging along, trudging along, trudging along. And then like within the last two weeks, my, 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 this area of my life just went like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and I have to tell you, and I said this in a, a very previous podcast that it is really, really weird, but I knew this was going to happen and it happened and maybe it's happening because of my belief that it was going to happen. It's like nothing has really changed. Really? Like, yes, it did change, but I am still until I am able to overcome my beliefs. This part of my life really isn't going to change. Because I'm still doing, I'm still doing the same thing that I'm always doing. And that is like my, the way that I am, and I'm speaking about money, like the way that I am about money is I live in this weird paradigm of, of, I get money and then I'm, you know, and then I go out and I get all this stuff that I, you know, supplies or whatever. Well, first I pay my bills. Okay, so my bills get paid. And then I I go and I get these supplies that I've been needing. Or I get that thing that I really wanted to get. And I save up for it. Then I go and I buy it. You know, and then it's on to the next. It's a, it's, I, I'm really aware of it. And I'm, I'm trying to overcome my beliefs about money. But this is what I grew up in. I grew up in in this kind of mindset, um, which was very my my my. I'm going to say my mother in particular was a a child of the depression, and so she the way she is with money and just everything. Like she, my mother was a massive collector. She never got rid of anything. I'm talking nothing. And so it's like, um, I mean, we have letters, like I told y'all, we have all the love letters that my parents ever sent each other. It's like, what do you do with this stuff? I mean, I'm just saying, like, what do you do with it? I mean, what do you, how do you throw away a love letter? I'm just saying. And then, so do you just store it in a box somewhere till eternity? Um, it's just so bizarre. Um, but anyway, and so I'm like, okay, so if I can do that in this financial part of my life, can I do this in other parts of my life? And I, and I have to admit that a lot of stuff in my life, I don't really like, I don't know how to describe this. I guess I'm just very satisfied. I'm just satisfied. Like I'm, I'm, 
I don't have like great desires for like some gigantic mansion or something. I mean, I, I really don't. Um, I really like my little condo. I'm, you know, I would like to fix it up a little more and have things a little bit different. But I'm really satisfied with my little condo. And, um, and you know, I say I don't need a whole bunch of things. I don't need a boat. I don't need, like, I don't need expensive jewelry. I love my, what I have. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm fairly satisfied. And so, but there is, you know, there are, you know, I have been talking over the last, uh, three and a half years about the money and then this other aspect of my life. And so that I would like, I would like to experience. (laughs) Okay. So through, and there was a, there was a lot of different means, but I I think this is so funny and I'm not sure if this podcast is going to make any sense. I, I hope these are sort of like, the notes of my mind. These are like the notes of my mind. And, and so they may not make sense, but there are hopefully nuggets of good information in them somewhere. Um, but I have found this like, like spinner. I, I, I'm really kind of ADHD. Like I'm, maybe I'm, y'all are going to laugh at me because you have already picked up on that. Um, but my brain is just like really going, going, going. And so I have all of these little spinners, um, uh, little things on my desk that, um, help me to keep my hands busy when I'm trying to do something or during meetings and things like that. They really help me. And one of them recently was a dollar sign. I had found it in something that had been given to um, the company that I work, the agency I work for, had all of these fidget spinners in them. And I found this one and I took it and I've been spinning it, a dollar sign. And so I'm sitting here going, wow, that was a hack and it worked. Because I've only had this thing for maybe six weeks. And and um, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I don't even know what to say. So anyway, so back to my dad's thesis. So in the end, in the interest of matter itself, Um, it's just weird. I can't, there's things, there's aspects about it that I cannot figure out. Um, but everything has to do with our awareness, our awareness of things like our awareness and our awareness puts it into, into um, physicality. So it's sort of like an idea. And then our awareness, our attention to it, um, makes it and somehow brings it into our physicality. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. And so, and so I, I've told y'all I have all of these really bizarre things. And this, this weekend in my last podcast, I talked about all of the weird things that have happened in the last few days. Like, and the nice part about it is that, is that my sister, at least one of them is becoming a believer in what I'm talking about. Because what is ending up happening is that it's happening like in, in real time, right in front of her. And it's hard to argue with physical evidence, especially at the amount of, of physical evidence that, that is presenting itself. So I'm going to give you an example my other sister is not as much a believer. The sister that I was with yesterday is not as much a believer. But I was with my sister and niece yesterday at Starbucks. We go into Starbucks. The first thing that happens is, is I'm just going to use names because I don't know how else to describe this. So the first thing is the guy calls out the name Nancy, which is a significant name in our family, which isn't a common name. Okay, Nancy's not a common name, like really, if you think about it. Okay, so uses the name Nancy. Okay, and then uses the name Allie, which is my niece's name. Okay, so every time they're saying Allie, we are looking up, but my, my niece did not use the name Allie. My niece used a different name. And so, and so we kept standing and there was an alley and then there was an Andrew, which is one of my, like he kept saying all of these names of our family. It was bizarre. It was so bizarre. I mean, it was the exception where he was not using a name in our family. Now this could easily get overlooked, but it, it was so blatant yesterday that even my niece was commenting. She goes, yeah, I'm freaking out a little bit because it was bizarre. Okay. So, so they, they, at one point, which what, what made my other sister a believer was, and all kinds of things were happening and they were just like, she was just like, Wow. But then it happened to her. So it was her anniversary. It was like her 30th anniversary last weekend. And, and she, um, and she, uh, I, I pull out, so I pull out one letter of my mom's because there's so many. I pull out one letter out of something and I start reading it. Pull out this letter, start reading it, and it's talking about my sister's wedding. She's, she's, um, she is talking about like the wedding had just happened, and she was giving a description to my grandmother, and it was crazy. And so my sister was just blown away. So my sister's like, Oh my God, I can't even believe that. Because what are the chances that I'm going to pull out the letter that has to do with her wedding? 
out of all the letters, like hundreds. <laughs> so she goes home and she tells her husband, and her husband doesn't really think that much about it. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then she like comes back a few hours later, and she describes it better. She describes it in more detail. And then he's like, oh, my God, that's really weird. That is really weird. And she also, I think she actually also read the letter to him. You got to, you know, I just can't even come up with this stuff. Now, over the last few days, it has been just really in huge overdrive. And it could be because I perceive it. I call attention to it. I am focused on it because this, I know what this is. Like most people have these little things happen to them, but they just don't understand what's happening. They just don't understand what is happening. Um, but I understand it because I, I live in this, this, I live in that. And what I realized is, is that that is actual reality. And what I thought was reality before was not. That this is actually, the miraculous is actually reality, not what we've been told is reality. <clears throat> okay, so... I'm going to go back to my frog experiment <laughs> because I think it's one of the best examples of this that I could ever come up with. So I was causing an effect. Okay, so I'm watching TikTok and I often get, I don't anymore, but for a while there, I was getting these TikToks from like people who were trying to teach about psychic abilities okay and and honestly I had never anytime I had taken any one of these little surveys I had never answered it question correctly so when somebody says okay what am I thinking about between one and ten I never pick the right number ever not once not ever okay but this person this particular person said that she had something under her hand. I have something under my hand. Guess what it is? And I thought a frog. Okay, my initial thought was you have a frog under your hand. Okay. I don't think anything of it and I don't pay any attention to it because I never answered those questions correctly anyway. Get off TikTok doing something else. My bling on my phone, my daughter sends me a picture with a frog in her hand. Okay? So somehow I caused an effect. Somehow my intentionality, my intentionality somehow came into fruition, came into my physicality. Okay, so, and, it, and it's really, really weird. It's like your intention, but then you sort of have to get off of the topic. 
Because if you if you think about it too much, then you push it away because you understand the absence of it. You start to focus more on the absence of it than it into your physicality until you're able to do that, until you're able to not do that. Because when you do that, so when you, when you, so if I had just been, where's my frog in the hand? Where's my, if I had focused on it, on the absence of it, which we do, because it's very, very challenging not to. If I had focused on the absence of it, I would not have gotten the picture from my daughter. But because I got off the subject, I put it out there. I put this, somehow this intention of a frog in the hand into the field of possibility. And then I didn't focus on it. And then it came into my physicality. It's just nuts. <laughs> I mean, honestly. And so the, these things were happening like all weekend. Like, like it was, it's just been so funny. I was, it's almost as if my mom is just like playing tricks on me and having fun with me. And knowing that I will, I am going to, to I am going to pay attention because now she sees me from this different vantage point because she's on the other side. She's, she's, she has left her body and she has gone wherever they go, you know, and I'm not really sure what that is. <clears throat> Although I will admit that I have this disappointment that I cannot see them. It kind of bothers me that I cannot see them. And so I will be working on that. And I don't know if we just don't have the circuitry or if I don't have a belief that I can't see them or what. But um, that's been the saddest part for me. I know that my mom is happy. I can feel it. My mom is ecstatically happy right now. She's really happy. So she's, She's smiling, she's happy, she's just like in glee. She is in in bliss. But she's also telling me not to worry about anything ever. This is what she's saying to me. Do not worry about anything ever. That's what she's saying. Ever. Like, don't worry about anything ever. My mother was a massive worrier <laughs> when she was in her body. A massive worrier. She just worried all the time about a lot of different stuff. My mom lost a lot of sleep from worry. She was a massive worrier. And she, she used to say, well, I like to prepare for the worst. And she just like, <laughs> and then she has this daughter who's like Pollyanna. She used to call me Alice in Wonderland. And I took it as a, as a, um, as a negative and actually right in this very, very moment, I'm maybe my mom didn't mean it as a negative, but that's how I took it. I took a lot of the things that my mom said incorrectly that she didn't mean it the way that, and it hurt me deeply. Um, some of the things that my mom said that hurt me deeply, but I just didn't understand what she was saying. Just, we didn't speak the same language. And so 
And so when she called me Alice in Wonderland, but maybe she saw it as a positive. She didn't say it that way. <laughs> so I'm trying to put a positive spin on this. But um, but anyway, and then there's my mom. <laughs> the worry wart. Oh, my God. But anyway, so my dad... Um, I get to read my dad's notes on and try to figure out the mystery of why my dad left off matter in his actual thesis. But here's another thing, and then I probably should get back to sleep because I have to to get up early to go get 100 miles away. Um, (laughs) He also wrote, (laughs) this is unbelievable, The importance of the theory of relativity. My dad wrote the importance of the theory of relativity. It's like, okay, the theory of relativity was from Einstein. Now, I don't think that there's, I I don't know. I would have to do the math to figure out if my parents are indeed actually some kind of reincarnation of Einstein, my dad in particular, I I don't know, maybe he was just massively um, influenced by, by um, Einstein, but what? (laughs) I just like, what? He wrote on the importance of the theory of relativity. Anyway, so I'm gonna I have a lot of work to do and and like and strangely enough you know I had started before my mother passed away and I was talking to her about this that I'd already started this I'm I'm working on a work um blonde hair girl and it's the philosopher and I is going to be a compilation of I guess essays or just talks on all of these subjects that I've been talking about in these podcasts for the last three years and in my YouTubes and in my work. And it's just so bizarre. My mom dies fast forward and then I get, I get all these great books of the world or whatever. And I I have all of this information at my fingertips. Um, and 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 I'm going to be working on and and it and and a lot of my work like I don't do a lot of of um citations because like first of all I have no idea where this information is coming from like I know where the information is coming from and when I do like for example I had told you just minutes ago that Dr. Dispenza said causing an effect. Okay, I will give you that citation. But generally speaking, in my work, I don't know where the information is coming from. I just experience it in this, 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 um, um, I call it, I get impressions. I get this impression, like, The only way I know how to describe it is that myself and all of us are dipping into this well of knowledge. And so 
it's sort of like these, these, these little nuggets are coming to me from this infinite intelligence or infinite knowledge. It's like, I'm asking for this information or this idea is coming to me and I, and I realize now what that is, but I did not know before. And I was actually really afraid of this for years. Like I didn't know what was happening when I was getting these impressions. Like I would be talking to people and all of a sudden I would get this idea in my head. Um, and I'd be like, okay, what is that? And I was, I, I, I used to like think, okay, is that ego? Is that ego? Is that me? Is that God? Like, what is that? Because I kind of knew it wasn't me. It was sort of like me getting out of the way and the divine flowing through me. And it just took over. It was like I wasn't talking. It was talking. It was bizarre. Just so bizarre. And so I'm I'm working on, on this project and <laughs> I've had all of these ideas in the last, like, I can't even tell you. It's been wild. I just keep coming back to my family with these ideas. Um... And, and I don't know, I'm going to read, so I'm going to read this stuff that my, that my dad wrote. Um, it's like, do I drop everything and just work on that? <laughs> Go get myself a little part-time job as a bartender somewhere and um, write and be quiet and because the position that I'm in right now takes up a whole lot of my time. And not only that, but like I'm having to, you know, I'm sitting here complaining and I, I do get bereavement, which I really appreciate. And so, but I'm having to take my work with me tomorrow because I have something due on Wednesday that I have to get done. I have to get it done. So tonight, I'm going to be working on that. Um, so I'm taking my, my work computer and notes and everything with me. And so as you can tell, like my work does not stop. It does not stop. I have to get these visits done. I have these timelines and I have to get it done. And so I, I was like, do I keep my job or do I do I take a leap and, and move into what I really want to be doing, which is, which is writing. I just, I love these ideas. I absolutely love philosophy, theology, I guess physics science. I, I love these topics so much. I can't. And I, and I noodle on them and I experiment with them in an experience of my life. And so the fact that I can, you know, and, and then there's like real time evidence of what I'm talking about. 
Um, one of my sisters is re- really becoming a believer, and that wasn't even my intent. My intent was not to have my sisters convert. <laughs> I'm laughing because it would like be an improvement from thinking I'm a witch. <laughs> well, I may be a witch, but I, I prefer to keep use my powers for good. I'm never going to use my powers for for bad. Um, always using my powers for good. I don't cast spells on people. I'm not a witch. Well, maybe I am. Am I a witch? <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so I'm gonna go. I appreciate you listening. I'll come back with other ideas. And that's a wrap. <laughs>